This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento, 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 Sacramento. Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 104. My name's Turner Sparks. And I am Mordecai Kaplan. You can find me at Turner B. Sparks on Twitter. You can find Mordecai Kaplan. Hi. Hi, Kaplan. At KAP Kaplan America. Also, we're on Instagram. At Kaplan America, at Lost in America Pod. At, uh, what are you, Turner Sparks? At Turner Sparks. No B. All right. I'm going to remember that for next week. On the podcast today, we have Daniel Luis Veza. Mm -hmm. He's a comedian, an American comedian, but he spent the last 10 years of his life living in Berlin, Germany. That's why I went more high, just the obvious, get the Jewish thing out of the way now, so I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Daniel's been there. Nazi jokes. He's been in the comedy scene over there for five years. He just moved to New York City. He's basically the exact version of, he's me. He's the German version of you. But he's American. Well, but you're Chinese. Yes. <laughs> and he, but he just got here three weeks ago, right. and it's the, I, I That's met him. That's the start of the pod, about I, 20 days in? Yes. I, yeah, exactly. I met him a couple nights ago to a comedy show. I was like, we got to get this guy on, because he, he reminds me of me two years ago. Yeah, it's like a TV show when you go, you, like, you're, you're now the seasoned veteran. Like, it's come full circle. Here's what I like. you're going to start giving advice. Not to bring up Cosby, <laughs> but... You know when Rudy was the little kid, mm-hmm. and then Rudy got too old, and then they got the new, they got, that's so uh, Raven? Yeah, they had to get a new little kid. That kid's not cute anymore. He's the new little kid. I'm the Rudy. You're the Rudy. Yes. Uh, and now- I'm going to middle school. And now you can tell him all the things you wish somebody would have told you when we started this podcast. Exactly. So that's <laughs> going to be a lot of fun to have him on. But before all that, Kaplan- Yeah. I, let's not tip where we are right now, because a lot of people have been asking me this week. If people, first of all, people didn't believe it was real. People were like, is that thing with Ikram real? Did you guys really get kicked out? Is he really thinking of kicking you out? I will tell you, 100% real. I can tell you, we know Ikram better than a lot of people. I know that he is not does not have the acting chops to leave a face <laughs> exactly. with a straight face we've firing had, anybody. We've, we've tried, we've to have tried a, doing bits with him before. They've, they've never aired for a reason. Yeah, they don't work. <laughs> That's 100% real. And then 100% real also is I told you, Cap, really, you're our last shot. They don't, they, they're okay with me, but we have more of a business relationship. You, because you hang out with them sometimes yeah. after, after hours. It's like in, 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 in Mad Men when they're, when they're going to lose an account. For those who watched Mad Men, you send Don Draper out for drinking. Exactly. Drinking. We send Michael Ira Kaplan, <laughs> Mordecai Kaplan out. Yeah. And so I Show sent him a good you time. Out. So I sent you out. Yes. We said it last week. You are, for real, our last shot. Mm-hmm. Should we play? And you guys enced, so you did it. After our show I don't last remember week, much about it, so we should go to the ends for the record. And after see what our happened. show, you met with them. 
You we guys, started here right, with a little drink in the office. We said, let's have one beer for the road. Yes. A one, more, one beer to like celebrate the end of our we Of re- a great relationship. The end of our relationship. We're I went to out, out to do shows. You left. You're like, this relationship's over. I'll see you guys when I see you. You, Ikram Ints. Next thing I know, I'm at a show. Two hours later, I get an Ints from Ikram. Yes. Here's, should play we play the Ints? Turner, we're back. We, we're back with the relationship is back. I don't know how. I don't know how we're all stuff here. <laughs> I don't know. It's not a big group hug. We're drinking Pinot Grigio. Pinot Grigio. We're all on the pod. We're back on the pod. I got, <laughs> we're Pinot. Know. We're drinking a bottle of Pinot. We're gonna do cardio tennis. You don't have to buy the fucking uh, mixer. Mixer. Turner. Turner, my homie, is like. He's got Sam Ash right now buying it. So. You did it! I did it! Ding, 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 ding. We are back! We did it. I did it. We're sitting in the in studios right now. This is not a lie. This is not a bit. We're still here. We're kicking our feet up. We're here. We're here by ourselves. What what happened? You should never have had a doubt. I'm like, you send John Calipari in to get a five-star recruit, and once the mom invites me over for coffee, it's over. What did you do? We had a drink here. You, in that end, you mentioned a mixer. You were trying, your last words, you were trying to negotiate buying the mixer we use from them. Yeah, because they have a mixer, like a soundboard mixer. And they were like, all right, we'll sell it, Randy Lee. And I said, if you're going to kick us out, at least let me buy the mixer off you, the soundboard, for like a a fraction of the price. So if we have to go somewhere else, we were looking up other places around town where we could do this. Maybe my apartment, maybe one of your offices. So yeah, so you went off, and I we I had a cup. We started drinking beers, and Ikram starts in early, and he says he's got to go to cardio tennis. Kid does cardio tennis. He's got his racket ready. We're just gonna drink a quick one. And the idea of drinking the beers was this would be the last hurrah. Last beer. He puts on his album, Ikram and the Immigrant Groove. Everyone check him out when their album comes out. And you know when you start listening to those beats, you just the beers start flying. We had two, three beers. Next thing you know, he's bringing out a bottle of wine because they're out of beers in the fridge. The cardio tennis. Forget about that. We went out to dinner then. Oh, he skipped cardio tennis. He realized he kept saying he played drunk, and then he realized he was too drunk. <laughs> Next thing you know, we're at a restaurant, we're at a bar uh, nearby. We're eating. Uh... Who paid? Oh, Ikram paid. What? <laughs> Wait, so him with the bill. he kicked us out, <laughs> and I got him to buy and his dinner. He got me to buy me dinner. Yeah, <laughs> to get us back in. To get us back. It <laughs> doesn't even make sense. And he we wined were, and dined you. I wined and dined him, but then hit him with the bill. Yeah, we really <laughs> he went hit him all with around. the bill. We were. We were we were we were coming up with ideas. Next thing you know, he was offering me a job to work for Ents. He was going to double my salary. I heard this. He told you to leave your current job and double his salary. Well, early start negotiations. You got to really thank me because I got to be honest. Early on, negotiations started with from a place of, all right, Kaplan, you can stay, but no Turner. No, he doesn't, want, he doesn't play ball with us. They were, we're kicking gonna, me out. We're going to do our own podcast. We're going to get Mark Zuckerberug down here. I'm about you can to quit him. And then I fought for you. Fought for need- me. <laughs> How, who would be editing your dumb podcast every week? It was going to be a live Ents podcast. You I and said, Ikram. I said we need to think big here. And Randy Lee was there, the producer. He 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 was fighting for you too. So he, he was on our side. So he started feeling really bad about everything. He said, "He's a I can't believe I was going to sell you guys Turner the mixer. I can't believe you guys are going to leave. I'm so sorry." They were apologizing to us left and right. So Randy Lee apologizes first. Yeah. And then Ikram gets on board. Yeah, next thing you know, we're FaceTiming producer Celeste. Let her learn the news. That we're back in. We're back in. <laughs> and, and you're insing me. We're insing you. We're insing Jennifer Miles Peaks. Let her know. The good news. If you're on Ents, people, you would have known this news already. That's why you got to get on Ents. You got to get early on, on ENSE. Get the app. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so that's the news. It was a big night. I mean, I got, 
I was I was gonna go to the gym too, and I came home and I'm stumbling drunk and I'm like I passed out on the couch and I didn't even I said you know said to my wife I'm sorry but I, I had to take care of some business very important business I can't even talk about it right now the best studio in New York City the best app in New York City Ants baby and the best in the po- world and the best podcast in New York City and the number All one one dream team of talent number one podcast check the ratings check the ratings <laughs> yeah we're the number one podcast in the Ants network exactly take that Charlie well that is what a job great job Kaplan. So all I can it's it's my one talent in life. I should be like an <laughs> ad man. I should be the old if the old Mad Men days I would've been great. You would have been great. I mean I didn't even have to take him to the strip club. I was planning on taking him to and having him pay for. We didn't <laughs> even get that far. <laughs> so Amazing Next time. Ints is an app. It's a fantastic <laughs> app. You can get in the app store. Let's do it now. They yeah. deserve yeah, it. Right? Get in the app store. Also, Amazon. For everyone who doesn't work at Ants, you can support <laughs> us by going to Amazon, by going to lostinamericapod.com. If you're going to shop on Amazon, go to lostinamericapod.com first. Click through our Amazon link in the top right, right-hand corner with the Audrey Murray book, and then buy all your regular stuff on Amazon. i got to get Ikram to do that. We've had another great month Amazon, with Amazon. Yeah. September was another great month, so thank you very much. Let's push on through Thank October. you, Randy Kaplan. Thank you, Randy Kaplan. Thank you to all everyone. I don't think it's just Randy Kaplan. There's hundreds of purchases going on over there. Nice work, people. So thank you, everyone. We have a good. They measure the, um, you know, like there's that economic indicator, the consumer confidence. Yes. That's how they. We have our own consumer. We call it the Amazon confidence. When we have a good month, I know the economy's improving. So keep it up. Exactly. Plus, I got a couple shows coming up. I want to plug. Do it. This weekend, Sunday, October seventh, I will be in Newport, Rhode Island, at the. Rogue Island Comedy Festival. I got two shows, 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. So get your tickets to that now. You should check out the Tennis Hall of Fame while you're there. So next time we have a we have a tennis episode here. <laughs> oh, really? They got tennis? The tennis huh? Hall of Fame's there. Oh, I've fantastic. Great place, Newport. Good food, too. Also, if you're in New York City, October 17th, Kung Fu Comedy Show at the New York Comedy Club. That is a 7 p.m. show. We got Will Sylvance coming on that show. Ooh. Former podcast, Joe Schaefer, Gus Tate. Maybe I'll be there. Maybe I'll make an appearance. You should come down. I hang out. Yeah, I'm in. It'll be a great time. Oh, we also have uh, our old friends from the uh, Baijo. Ming River Baijo is going to be there. Oh, you give me some of the Ming River Baijo crew. I'm definitely in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Baijo Bill's going to be there. Baijo Bill. Baijo Simon. Baijo Simon. They're going to be handing out Baijo. <laughs> it's going to be a blast. So coming out to all that. All right, Cap, should we get to Lost in America? Let's play the music. Play the music. <laughs> All right, we're back, Kaplan. I am lost in America this week. So, a couple weeks ago, we made our Jewish New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. right? You did. And mine, exactly. And my number one was to um, stop tipping. Yeah. I'm not a fan of tipping. <laughs> I love it. Thing. I don't like <laughs> tipping. I've never liked it. I, f- I recently found out it's woke not to tip. Yeah, so you want to become more woke. I want to really become saying. more woke. Tipping is rooted in slavery. I'm not a fan of slavery. You're not a slave master. I'm against all forms of slavery, from all the way back to uh, when the Jews were slaves. Yeah, to ev- that. All the Thank way you. up to the current day. I think there's slavery around. The- they say there's more slaves in the world now than ever before. Really? I'm against it. That's what they say. I don't know. No, that's true. That's what they say in vice. There's more people, though, so percentages-wise, it's probably less. <laughs> Look at you, you slave apologist. <laughs> <a> slave apologist. <laughs> anyway, I went to see, my wife and I went to see Norm MacDonald, fantastic comedian mm. at Caroline's Comedy slave Club. Apologist. And when we were there, they tell you, they come around, 
and it says you pay your bill at the end. You get one bill, and it says, um, here's your bill, 18% tip included. Okay? Yeah. And then they give Which you the bill. Which means you just tipped without even trying to. You can't. You tip without even trying. So you put down your credit card. They take it away. All right. They pay. They swipe it. They come back. You get a second bill that shows you your total, and then has a line for tip. Okay. How dumb do they think I am? That You're I, they dumb. think you drunk. It's dark. People what? fall for this all the time. Do they think I have goldfish memory? <laughs> that I don't know. I just tipped forty five seconds earlier. Well, yeah. Well, first two things. One, I got to tell you a little tip here. A little tip for your tipping. Yeah. Uh, I believe Blue Shirt gave me this advice once. You do not legally have to. They cannot enforce that tip. That eighteen percent included. Yeah, you tip? could say to them, it's like a, it's like your religious beliefs or something. You could say to them, I don't want to pay this tip, and they have to take it off the thing. I don't tip on Sundays. Yeah, you could. They could go back. They could take it off. There's a way to fight that. Really, so you might have to seek counsel. <laughs> this is your beliefs now. This is their, your Russia China belief. Your yes. New Year's resolution. I don't want to be a tipper. Exactly. They can't make you tip. That's like uh, next thing you know, they're going to be forcing you to say the pledge. Okay. Well, now <laughs> exactly. Take a, make me stand. Take for the a anthem. kneel. Take a knee while you tip. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that other thing, I mean, I, I've been, they asked you to double tip. I've fallen for it with people, especially when you let like uh, Weber once did this when we were out to dinner. It's like, he's always Mr. Tippin, you know, he divided up the bill once and didn't see that. It's like very easy to miss, especially if you're that 18% thing that day that's included already. If you don't they look at really it closely, try hard to make, that's why they're on two separate bills. Yeah. Cause they hope you won't pay attention to the first one. You only see the second one. And then even worse, they want you to tip they, the total that they give you at the, in the second bill is plus the tip, so they want you to tip off this thing you've already tipped yeah, on. Yeah, you can't see the tax anymore, so you can't do that. Or the tip. Or the tip thing, yeah. So say your bill's 50 bucks, but then the mm. tip's 18%. They come back with a second bill, it's like 68 bucks, mm. or whatever. That's not that. That's the wrong math. <laughs> That's some good math here. Yeah. You should have. So what, what? this is a scam. Well, it's a, It's only a scam if you fall for it. Because well, I, I they're, they're, they're under the assumption that some people want it. Because is it a tip or is it a service charge? Because service charge, they can't. At this place. Because sometimes they throw the service charge at you, which I think they can't enforce. Is there a difference? There is a difference. Because the service charge is that you're paying for the service, but I think in theoretically not all going to the person. or their divide. I don't know what the difference What if is. I don't want this? What if I want to go in the back and get the uh, cheese fritters <laughs> myself? Yeah. What if you want to give the... Well, you can really... The best thing to do is give them cash. Yes. And then they don't have to share it with people. That's a great idea. It. Yes. And you can give them less money that way. Uncle Sam's none the wiser. Yeah. So they like it. You like it. Everybody hits. Venmo should come up with an idea. Let's talk to our friends over there. Venmo cash. Where you can just send people like a way to find out your waiter's Venmo account so you can Venmo them personally. So then you can give them more tip, help them out with their taxes. Great idea. Not support this slavery operation the restaurants run in with their double taxation, double tipation, whatever. Not a fan of slavery. your tips to the, I mean, come on. So I don't know. Are you kept up with the rest of your resolutions? What are the other ones? Okay. Well, anyway, great advice on the cash. I like that. My next resolution was uh, I should gamble more. Yes. How's I going? don't gamble enough. Yeah, Every time look... I gamble, I love gambling. I can see you've not been stressed out at all. You have not been gambling. I haven't gambled once since I made that resolution. So I'm coming to you, Kaplan, because I need to gamble. I like sports. Might as well gamble on a sport. I don't like NFL football. I don't mm. really feel like so watching you want that. College football, then. Give me college football. Give me basketball. I'll take college football. You know what a fun degenerate move is? Is so I, I'm coming to you. I want you to give me a game. I will gamble on it if I can use your. Uh, what's the legal term? For your, uh, your bookie. <laughs> sure, your bookie, and then I'll report back next week I how I did. I don't have a bookie for those listening in law enforcement. Oh, but okay. if I knew someone who did, <laughs> then we yes. So give me a college football game. 
And maybe if it's something you've already bet on, because I know yeah. you're I know you're bet with your non bookie every Yeah, week. I was gonna say the best degenerate move I find is to bet the like unders on like a first half line. That's like a real move, but we're gonna start <laughs> slow with you. And it's early in the week, so those wouldn't be out, I don't think. Okay. So I'm gonna bet on Cal against Arizona. California, University of California. We'll take Pac it. Pac-10. Pac-10? Pac-12 now? Pac-10? Pac-12. They're from my neck of the woods. They're from Northern California. I think it's like a pick em. They might be minus one. Maybe minus one. They're on. So I'm going to test. Wait, what does that mean? I have to win by one? They have to. Oh, yeah. So if they're minus one, they have to win by more. If you win by one, you're going to push and you don't lose your money. So let's call it minus one and a half. So, okay. So uh, they have to win by two points. They got to win by two points. Yeah. For you to win. Against Arizona. Against Arizona. I'm in. You're in. Fifty bucks? <laughs> or should I not say the amount on the <laughs> what air? Are you betting? You're betting. You mean you're gonna you're gonna make this bet? I'm gonna place this bet with you if I find that person. Yes. Or if I, I I know someone who lives in New Jersey where it's legal, they're gonna place the bet for you. That's a great idea. Let's place it in New Jersey with uh, the great man Chris Christie. <laughs> We're gonna go to him now. That's all. He's sitting around taking bets. That's all he's doing. Let's do it. It'll be fun. It. Everyone listening now, you can watch yeah, along on Saturday. Yeah, that's good for our West Coast listeners. That's a game that'll be on at a good time for you guys. So. Fantastic. Now I'd be becoming full American. I need to start gambling. If we win this one, we're going to start doing this weekly thing. We'll gambling. do it weekly. Here's the thing, Kaplan, is I stopped drink. I didn't I haven't announced this on the podcast, but I stopped drinking coffee a few weeks ago. Wow. I don't that, drink that coffee. That wasn't even a resolution. That's like a bonus. So I'm becoming less American, so I need a new vice to become more American, so I'm replacing caffeine and coffee with uh, with gambling. Yeah, that's a bigger vice. That's so. a great That's a great, <laughs> really great trade. It. And how about you? You were gluten-free. How's your uh, resolution doing? You know, I'm not doing well. I mean, I... I'm really a disaster. Like, I read, literally, I read about someone who passed away my age, right? Oh, okay. So I immediately, like, had, like, a heart attack. I'm like, I got to eat better. Yeah. That was, like, yesterday. And I had this resolution with you a few weeks ago. Yes. And that, so I ate good for breakfast. And then at lunch, I'm sitting at the second alley jelly stuffing my face with a pastrami and <laughs> potato salad. And I'm like, Ugh. all right, last time. Tomorrow, I'm going to eat healthy. Exactly. So I have, not, I have not succeeded. I've been a big failure. But you know what? I've got time for the real New Year's. For, screw your Jewish New Year's. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm the only one. I'm You're the I'm it. the I'm Gentile out. in the house. No, and I got I got like a few thirty days to my birthday, so I'm gonna I'm gonna there I'm gonna do go. it. I'm gonna and I'm gonna I think I said I wouldn't use the word uh, right a lot in this podcast. So the rest of this podcast, listen, I'm not gonna say right. Oh, okay. I think I might have said that. Sounds good, Kaplan. <laughs> we got Daniel um, coming in. He just opened the door. He's in the hall. Should we bring him in? Don't open the door until you're told. Come on in. <laughs> All right, we're back with our guest, Daniel Lewis Beza. Daniel, welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Ten years in Berlin, Germany yep. for you. And you just got back two weeks ago. I got back. No, I, I got back about a uh, uh, about 20 days ago, but I just moved into the city uh, yesterday. I was living with my parents. I was with them for 20 days. And, and I heard that he had been missing. The number one thing he'd been missing was 7-Eleven coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, you're the first guest I've ever gone and gotten you 7-Eleven coffee. That's our house sponsor. Our, our really house is coffee. the first. 104. What is it? Episode 104 episodes in. We're Listen. making we're, we're coming better. We're, 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 we, we heard some complaints that the com, our, some of our guests have been complaining. Our about guests don't want to return because it's they not enough we don't coffee. take care of them. So. So yeah, how's have you missed that that Seven Eleven coffee? They don't have that in Germany, right? They don't have this in Germany. They have uh, um, they have Starbucks. They have a lot of Starbucks mm. there, but Seven Eleven is not a thing that uh, would probably take off there. All American. Why not? 
Well, because there's plenty of other, they have like their own shitty gas station kind of like, <laughs> hey, like easy. food. Yeah. So. Special oh yeah, that's right. You food. want sponsors from? Uh, uh, never mind. It's, <laughs> we want to be sponsors. Too good. We want to be sponsored specifically by the Seven Eleven downstairs. Yeah, you should. Turner yeah. ate the wings before going in the air to get its strength for comedy. He he, he chows down on the. Uh, was it buffalo? What, what, what the buffalo wings, and now let me say they have buffalo sauce. Yeah, they have sauce you can put on top of That's extra buffalo. I think the people, the spiciness, like people go to contests where they eat like chilies and you try to prove yourself. Yes, I think eating Seven Eleven, even if it's not spicy, wings with buffalo. That's like more of a challenge to me. The strength of stomach. Strength of stomach. That's what I'm saying. Do you think yeah. you're gonna pay for this later or? No, I'm fine. I do this all the time. <laughs> you eat. I train for this. I do sit ups, push ups. You're ready for that if they have a wing Seven Eleven contest. The food, the food coming from China to America is like basically the same level of like this is disgusting. I'm gonna die. Uh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah <that's> good. <laughs> well no they have Seven Eleven in China so oh, that's oh, there be- wasn't because, much of a transition because uh, uh in Germany like I I often look at food here and I'm like they would never sell this in Germany because it would be illegal why because they have reg- more regulations on the food oh they have more yeah oh I'm coming from the opposite end of the yeah, spectrum you know, <laughs> yeah yeah you think seriously so yeah what's it like like what it's bet well it's just better and doesn't make you sick all the time and it's like it's it's you don't get you don't get fat from it like without knowing how do they regulate that oh though? that's actually true with China as well you, so you find when you've come back you just like get a little fatter like, for no matter example what? McDonald's is more expensive in uh in Germany because the quality of beef they have to use is has to be higher or it will be illegal for them to do it. That doesn't it lose the flavor that way. They don't, the have, <laughs> they don't have McDonald's. They that. don't they don't <laughs> have that. any Taco Bell in Germany except for military bases. Oh, it, yeah. The, yeah, you guys have the beef military. isn't beef at Taco Bell. Yeah, because <laughs> it's yeah. rat. Because Germans are like, what are you doing to our citizens? You're not gonna, you're not gonna do this. So either get your shit together or don't come here. So, so is the, they have like a maitre d at McDonald's? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta wear a tuxedo. It's fine mm-hmm. dining. Yeah, four years of maitre d school, and uh, uh, you can get it there. Yeah. Do you find that when you come back, you like gain weight every time? I gain weight, and there's an adjustment, but that's also because I'm doing comedy here. And it's way more <laughs> depressing to do it here than it is where I was coming from. And then I would just like sad eat. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Show, what you're eating. eating. Yeah, yeah. So it was also the mood that I'm in when I'm here also makes me want to eat waffles at four in the morning. Got it. Yeah. When they're and they're open at four in the morning. And they're open at four in the morning. So what's it like in Germany? What's the comedy like in Germany? Uh, it is uh, you, you, uh, in Berlin. In I Berlin, guess. you you want to talk about the? I'm guessing you want to talk about the English scene. Although there's an overlap between the let's, German let's scene. Let's go into and it all. Let's scene. talk about the waffle scene at four a.m. <laughs> there's no waffle <laughs> scene no, at four a.m. That's the thing. That's an opening. Do they invent waffles in Germany? I thought it's like Belgium. No, right? that's Belgium. But that's close. Oh yeah, it sounds like a German. They word. don't have a waffle house. No, there's no waffle house. I don't think they're gonna make the cut either. <laughs> Military base, maybe, but I don't, yeah. So English language, how long has the English language scene been around? Okay, I would say about maybe maybe a decade. Okay. I would say ten, maybe 10 years. It was kind of started uh, uh, by some people, and it started with just a regular open mic. And then I've been doing it for uh, five years. And when I started, you could do it. You could do English comedy uh, between maybe two and three shows a week. And then uh, when I started doing it, a bunch of other people started doing it, and it's like we kind of caught this wave, and we all started producing shows. That's kind of the part of like the deal. If you're going to be part of the scene and you're not producing a show, you're kind of being 
a dick. In Berlin. Yeah, in Berlin. Yeah. Wow. Because give other because we give each other opportunities. And um uh so we all started producing and now you can easily do two shows a night and there's a tour you can go on. So it's grown over the past five years a lot. Yeah. And is there a club? Like a s- a club opened up two years ago. It's called the Comedy Cafe. Uh uh, Berlin, and they do a lot of improv, but they also do stand up there, and that is a like basically a full time English uh, club. So then, are um, what, what about the German comedy scene? Are they all doing? Um, the German comedy scene, it's weird because there's there's like an old version and the new version. The old version is based on cabaret, which is yeah. like which uh, is like super nuanced political stuff where audience members are not necessarily expected to laugh and be like give like feedback during the thing you know and that's supposed to, that's supposed to be what their comedy is and it's like really nuanced political thing where well, i remember watching some cabaret and you know i can understand german but i'm like i don't like i don't get the joke and then someone will be like oh that's a reference from like the mid 80s about this one politician that like slept with his wife and then ended up blah 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 like okay f- how am i supposed to fucking get yeah, that you know like, idiot yeah. pay attention yeah i've had people do that here though they're like all right columbo <laughs> and, and like you're supposed to know who columbo is you don't know who columbo is no i do but how many just, people do you think just, sitting in the audience know who columbo is that is on them i i feel it would be okay to do a columbo reference Okay. Okay. I'll this stick is, to my East German political <laughs> yeah. uh, party members. So um, that's the old one, but the new scene is based on. It's in German, but it's based on American stand-up and uh, uh, as far as like how they want the what they talk about, that it can be uh, that they're talking about broad things, uh, concepts that people are gonna uh, know, and it's not gonna be so nuanced, weird political stuff. They're expecting a. Uh, 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 they're expecting laughter from the audience. They're expecting feedback from the audience, and they're trying to get jokes dense. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like uh, American style stand up comedy. Yeah, American style stand up, and it's based on. It's just in German, but it's based on that. And there's and there's a big overlap between the English scene and the and that new German scene. Well, so and when it's political, is it um, in what 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 slant? Oh, normally left. It's always you know. I okay. mean, it's artists. So. Yeah. You know they're more going to be tended towards left. That'd be weird, like right wing. Yeah, be awesome. I feel like it'd be a good idea. Now that would have a lot of laughs, but for the wrong. I would, I would find that hilarious. Like you gotta zig when they zag. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's doing left wing cabaret. Everyone's doing it. Fucking put your makeup on, baby. Let's go some hate speech. Yeah, oh, that'd be funny. Oh, cool. So, um, all right. So you were for five years. What brought you to? Well, I've been doing it for five. What were you in Berlin originally for? Five years. Um, I wa- I came there ten years ago. I am a uh, I'm a composer. Okay. Uh, which means uh, people really don't know what it is, and right. I would specialize in kind of like avant-garde new music composition. Which and there's a big I would say and I wouldn't say there's a big scene there in Berlin and Germany as a whole. They have lots of subsidized culture. Anyway, after I was done with graduate school, I got an artist grant, which was basically the German equivalent of the Fulbright scholarship. Okay. And it was like, come here, be an artist for a year, you know, d- d- hang out at this university for a little bit. You really don't have to do much and just do your own thing. You know? Wow. And that was 10 years. Yeah, it was a great gig in that I didn't have to do anything and I got paid. <laughs> That's know, a great the gig. Best gig, you know? It's, it's basically after, it was after grad school. So it was basically my, it was like I was done with my like my parents right. like helping me out in any way and then like the German government was like we'll be your dad be the new, <laughs> new parents are yeah, you yeah, German. Need, so the German help. government pays an American to do that are you Amer- are you I'm American you're yeah. American it's, it's an exchange program wow. so are we taking a German back for you 
So we took one. <laughs> but yeah, that's right. You that's cost us a German. <laughs> yeah. What are they doing? It was a weird. It was a weird. Yeah, but it's a it's a trade off between countries. It's it was it was originally supposed to be uh kind of like a like a diplomatic thing. You know, it's supposed to help relations between countries to have an exchange in the intellectual and artistic pursuits. Uh, or you know, towards the end, I was making a lot of my money doing comedy, which is I mean I was like touring. I was touring West German cities that have more money and actually charging tickets, and there wasn't there was like basically no English entertainment there at all, or let alone stand up. So you could easily pack out a show. It was easy there, man. It, w- it is hard here. It is easy to do comedy there. It's a great place to start out because as soon as you're there, you're like again. I ran an open mic. It's an open. So basically, if you, if you sign up, chances are you get on it. You know, and. Um, you're getting to do seven minutes in front of 30, 40 people that are there ready. To they're an it. audience. So, yeah, an they're, they're, an, they're an actual audience, and it feels like a show, and everyone will be like, I couldn't imagine someone coming up to me after an open mic here and being like, hey, man, that was a great show. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, impossible. Yeah. yeah. No, it's and even not a show. Most shows in New York City don't have 30 or 40 people. Yeah, exactly. So uh, our regular open mics that we would do there, and you can even make money from it. You would ask for donations at the end, and sometimes, you know, if you get 30 or 40 people there, each, per- each person's putting in three or four euros, you're making decent money. If you're doing it every week, you know, you can, you know, you can easily cover half your rent, you know, but by having one show, what are we, we doing? It's Gab? ridiculous. What am I doing? Why did I? Come <laughs> Why'd you come back? What? Because there's no. Because there's a ceiling to right. it, you know. And also, I felt like because there was no like competition. I mean, we're all friends supporting each other, and of course, we're getting we get better. But it only brings you to a point, and it's like I'm sorry, I come here, I see fucking animals on stage. You know, you get <laughs> like you see world famous people who are that for a reason, and they're great. Yeah, and you want to be around that's part of getting better is having to compete with those people you know totally agree i feel like yeah that's why i moved here when you're you want to be when you do a show in new york and you're the worst person on the stage on the on the show Mm -hmm. you go home and write for like two weeks straight yeah until you can get or whatever it is so you can get a little better yeah also it's like you know like okay so the bottom level is you start doing open mics and it's great because you're getting great feedback but there's no really incentive to not you you can really enjoy yourself doing a couple mics a night you know, you get, you know, and then you get free drinks. And if you're organizing the show, I would get unlimited free drinks. You're talking about in Germany. Yeah, in Germany. Yeah. yeah, yeah obviously not here. It's not here. Yeah, I was like, like that's the bar, it, yeah. you could smoke inside the bar. Super cool. Like at the mm. mic that I was. Smoking uh, inside. Yeah. The mic, <laughs> the, I, I got rid of that in Europe. No, 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 no. Not in Berlin. You can really do that there, you know. <laughs> and uh, you, you can smoke Taco inside you can the park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. That's going to kill you, the Taco Bell. It would give people lung cancer. I really do believe that fast food in the long term was more likely to give you cancer than like smoking the smoking like three or four cigarettes a day. Who wants, do you want to do a challenge or I'll, you'll smoke <laughs> I'll a bean burrito and a Mexican pizza every day? I'll eat 7 Eleven every day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I smoke more than three cigarettes a day, but um, you know, it's great. The bar is, the, the bar is super friendly. It's like the bartender will like hand you a joint, you know, like at the end of the show. Is that legal? Like, what? No, but like nobody gives a shit. You yeah, know, like not, the cops would never. Taco, it's taco. one of those places where, like, listen, if you can see over the bar, you get a joint. Yeah. Cops don't give. give cops, chalupa, don't, cops don't give a shit. So you can totally smoke up in a in a bar. You know, um, it helps the industry. Everyone's an artist. Yeah. Yeah, people pretty much. Just yeah. supporting people laugh more. So you're yeah. going around. So after a couple of years, you're, whatever, you're going around the country doing shows around Germany in English. In English. Yeah, yeah. And did you work in in German at all? 
No, I didn't work in German. Stand up. I mean, my my German's okay, but it's definitely not good enough to be like funny and loose on stage. Yeah, and uh, I can t- if I ever tried it, they would be laughing at me for the wrong reason. That ha- uh, uh, familiar. Yeah. yeah, that happened to me in yeah. Chinese a couple times. I'm sorry, I don't want to be the fool. I want to, you know, I want to be the smart guy. I don't want to be the fool. Yeah, no. Or if I want to be the fool, I wanted to be on my terms. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's great. And so there's people doing English language comedy in Germany making a living at comedy. Uh, there are f- a couple people who are at that level now. And does that take TV? Do they? Ha- is it because they're on TV or they're just from touring? No, they don't. No, just from uh, uh, touring and, um, uh, to be honest, teaching some classes, which is um, kind of like but- weird ethical kind of weirdness about that for teaching me teaching comedy you know? classes yeah teaching comedy classes and like crowd work classes and like hosting classes like it's a good i mean it's a good way to get people into it and start doing it yeah but, you in know, a new scene yeah right? yeah, in, yeah in a new scene but i don't know it's like for people who are like afraid to like just take the step and go on stage so they need something to like kind of like transition into and i'm like it's so easy here like this is the <laughs> transition this is your this is this is your like you know, like easy, like introduction to comedy is that you're living in Berlin, doing it here. So the people that in the class are Americans, like, or it's a mix of people. It's yeah. a lot of Germans from around the world. It's a lot of America. Yeah, yeah, it's a mix of. People. It was the same art. So what you're describing of your scene is exactly how the scene in China is. It's so easy. Um, you can make a living. A couple people can make a living, but you're not. No one's getting rich, and no one's. It wouldn't be a living if you took that amount of money and had to live in America with that amount of money. It was oh, like yeah. you could make a f- ten grand a year, maybe U.S. dollars, but that was just because you only spent like six grand a year living or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's basically um, a version of that. Then, but then it was so easy to do it. And then what I find funny is comics out there who are like think it's some scam that they can't get booked at the local club when like you don't have to be you have to be okay, but you don't have to be great yeah. to get booked at the. It's like, dude, all right, there's a hundred steps above that. If you're quitting because of this step. It's so funny. It's a pretty that, early like, step um, to quit at. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, people who just started doing comedy uh, in Berlin. They're like, "What's the scene? How do I climb?" Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like dude, you're here. Yeah. you're welcome. You're the scene. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> you know, I run an open mic. I'm one of the bosses. You know, it's like, it's like I'm yeah. pay your respects. Like, yeah, yeah. I also run a tour. You want to do it next month? I like that one joke you have. Pot- you know, it's like, <laughs> you want to open for? Yeah. I'm the Dave Chappelle of this scene because I. But run I this think I mic. think it's a little weird because there are people that like don't get anywhere, and it's like you can't do it here. You can't, can't do, do it anywhere. It's yeah. like anti-Sinatra. Exact yeah. opposite of New York City. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't make it here. You can't, you can't make it yeah. anywhere. Stay yeah. the fuck out of Dusseldorf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for fucking Frankfurt, baby, because yeah. they got higher standards. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. So, so like um, all over. And then what amount of your material that you how, – how much time are you doing out there? Like, I mean, I was touring. doing – I was – I was doing hours out there. I mean, I mean, well, not hours and hours right. of yeah. one hour. Yeah, three hour shows, baby. <laughs> yeah. Super tight. Smoking everything. a cigarette on stage, yeah, saying whatever stories. Yeah, sitting on a stool. Um, uh, I had done, uh, I had done a handful of hour shows there, and then I went to the Fringe and I did uh, uh, like fifty minute sets. Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah, yeah Edinburgh I heard about Fringe. that two you weeks ago on the pod. Yeah. yeah. So I did that, yeah. Ari uh, did that, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he had a better uh, uh, time than me because he was there with manager. I was there just like slumming it on my own, like yeah, trying to bark people into my show to tell them my. He was jokes. doing the same thing. Yeah, he said he. Had he said he paid a guy to bark, but he would 
he would he would have people barked in, and then he he passed a, he did the free one, so he passed a bucket at the end for money. Ari did that. Yeah, he didn't. He doesn't do it with management. He doesn't rent out a big space or anything. Oh, that he, fucking guy. He does the free one. <laughs> Well, but I way, think he gets good good audiences to his show. I mean, of course I know that. Of course I listened to that episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Catching up on the queue. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So then how much? Because when I moved here, I was doing an hour around Asia. I had an hour of comedy. And when I got here, I had about 10 minutes. I'd say I'd have about 15. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And that was the stuff that I thought either that I did there that people would get here or just was good enough to do here that yep. I didn't have to punch up. Now that I've gone back over the two years I've been here, a lot of that stuff that I dropped when I first got here, I've been able to put back in, but I've totally had to punch up the bits or rework the bits. I mean, that's the exact same thing. But the thing premises all were good. Or not all, but some of them. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, I have things where, oddly enough, when, like when I first moved here, I was like, this is going to be a good thing for me because I'm finally get away from all my, you know, Nazi jokes, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but now and, people uh, want, in America, uh, they want to hear Nazi jokes. Yeah, too. and the, here's the thing. Um, uh, now that's the only interesting thing about me is that I was over there, and now I'm here. That's right. what people want to know about. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. That's the, like, other than that, I'm just, like, another... I'm in. I'm with the other neurotic Jews. Just like I'm yes, the exact I, same person. I would, if I could, one recommendation based off experience, definitely use that. Yeah. In some way, I've had friends who haven't used it. They're like, no, I don't want to be. I'm just going to be a regular comic. And it's like, but why? You need like something, even if it's like one, a way to start your set or one line or one yeah. joke. If the bit is good, bounce out into whatever else you talk about. But yeah. it gets people's attention when you start out. Yeah. I would say if the bit is good, then use it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah exactly. And there, yeah, and there's a, yeah. And so all that material, which was, like, by the end, you know. So, yeah, what were you talking about? By the time I left Berlin, I was like, fuck, this is so hacky. I can't wait to not do this anymore. But here it's not. Everyone's like, no, no one ever talks about this, you know. Yeah, living in Berlin for ten years. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, I heard that. Oh, another yeah, another guy <laughs> living in Berlin for ten years who started out <laughs> as a composer. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. So what were you talking about when you were, were you, because when I was on stage in Asia, I was the expat, a lot of what I talked about was being the expat guy in Asia, which is what a lot of people talk about, but it's just kind of what your experience is. Was that you? Were you the American in Berlin? Is that how you kind of like, how your comedy worked? I'm trying to think. I would do a lot of Berlin specific stuff that probably only an expat would talk about. Mm -hmm. Just like the way, like I would have specific references to parks you would buy drugs in. And yeah, what okay. it was like there, you know. So super like local stuff that obviously is not going to work anywhere else. And even when I went on the road, people are like, "We don't buy drugs like oh, that." Yeah. Different parts here, of Germany. In, yeah. yeah, in Dusseldorf we buy drugs differently, so yeah. we don't get your Stay reference. The fuck guys. out of Dusseldorf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would be like expatty stuff like that. Uh, you know, a yeah. lot of I'm trying to think of like what's what's Berlin hack stuff is like complaining about how shitty the customer service is there, uh, complaining about how shitty European, is it bad European service. Oh yeah. I figured it'd be great because they're so like pro uh, Germans. No, precise. Because, yeah, that's the thing. But if you, that means if you're calling them, that means that you fucked up. Oh, like, so they're everything down is on so you. well run Their here. Their customer's not right. They're, they're flummoxed like, by you. you? <laughs> they're they're, they're <laughs> like they're like, well, you fucked up, and now I have to help you. Except that it's like <laughs> now it's like oh, I'm having trouble with your product, and it's like because you don't know what you're doing. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so you would so you would feel like a piece of shit. Right, they make you feel bad for, for calling them. For so they're not—they're yeah. not looking inward. They're not in therapy. No, they don't do, <laughs> yeah, they don't do therapy. Yeah. 
How can I improve? <laughs> yeah, if you if, like, to put some piece like, if you do if you do therapy in Germany, it's not like it's almost recreational. You know, um, like in America, it seems recreational compared to the therapy you do in Germany. Yeah, it would be like you, you, like you have a major well, problem. You yeah, yeah, it's like it's like you know, it, like your parents were shot. <laughs> right, that's and right. now you go to therapy, you know, because it happened because it happened in front of you two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. Like that's what therapy is for. It's not about like, oh, my wife and I are honestly like, like <laughs> New York hat comedy. I'm not even kidding. Is starting a premise with so my ther. I was talking to my therapist yesterday. Like right. lit, I, well, every show like street, I do, it's like street cred. Like at least getting shot if you're a rapper or something. Like you have to be in therapy. If you want to do New York, con- like that's street cred, and it's like, not they, though. I disagree. They think of it that way. They want to like refer to the therapist. I think it's seen yeah. as spoiled. Uh, well, like basically spoiled white New York well, rich yes, kids. Well, yes, but that's who their audience is a lot of times. So no, spoiled white people. I guess they like that. <laughs> yeah, teardrop yeah. tattoo for every year you're in therapy. Here. <laughs> that's a, that's a street so, cred. Yeah, well, street cred may be the wrong word, but <laughs> but yeah, I, I I see that's a good point though about yeah because I feel like I, but probably a lot of countries are that way too. I think America's really. I mean, there. I don't even like. So Drew Freilich, who's uh, will be on the pod at some point, who's a, a comic out in Shanghai, was a therapist, mm. and he literally had to leave. No business. He got his degree. There's no business. <laughs> in China to no one would hire him because it's seen as like shameful. Basically. Right. That's what I was gonna say. It's more like shameful. Where it's like even if you weren't a comedian in America, I guess I'd say it this way: people would talk about their therapy sessions. Like I have friends who have I think that's a New York. Th- I don't think in York Texas. Thing. I'm not so yeah, sure. Yeah, it's definitely a New York thing. I guess. Yeah, or, or a Jewish thing. I don't know. Or both. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, who knows? California as well. But um, but yeah. So I don't. So so then you were talking about okay, you're all yourself, and then when you come back here, you have to figure out what parts of that work and what you can still talk about, right? Uh, yeah. That the audience is gonna. Yeah. So like, understand. I have a bit about like uh, but. <laughs> Like I have an Auschwitz bit, but it's not like it's not like his wheelhouse Kaplan material. <laughs> He's a sucker for all that. So all it's Nazi yeah, jokes. yeah. So you know, it's a it's not even an Auschwitz bit really. It's just a joke about like the KFC right outside of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it really KFC? Oh yeah, no. Actually, you know, here's it's, it's actually there's not a KFC. I originally did the this Wait, actually a... happened, but it's a Pizza Hut. Right. But um, I found there were funnier oh, no. words. I changed it to KFC because they're funnier words, and it's like somehow funnier eating chicken than it is pizza. Right. Yeah. You've been to Auschwitz, and also it. everyone <laughs> everyone is expecting uh, oven reference. Yeah. Of course. Mm. Well, the yeah. minute you said Pizza Hut, I was like, oh, here we yeah. go. Yeah, and uh, everyone's like, you should do an oven joke. I'm like, it's fucking hack. Yeah. And so I changed it to KFC. So everybody has a yeah. KFC oven. Yeah. No, I would just. Oh, so you, you changed earlier. It's, it's nice that they have exemptions on like fattening people up outside Auschwitz. You know? yeah, like, yeah. We're going to relax the rules a little. They have a KFC. <laughs> we don't want the. Uh... So, uh, uh, yeah. So basically, like that works. Um, <laughs> uh, that works yeah, here. Yeah. And it also works in. Uh, uh, it also works in Germany, um, uh, depending on the crowd, of course. Uh, like I wouldn't do yeah. that at a JCC here. Uh, um, what percentage of American audiences? I'm not sure if you know yet. Uh, the fact that I'm Jewish is also like like I, a Jewish guy living in Germany. The yeah, first yeah, thing an American's head goes to is Holocaust. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I've like I have a couple of jokes that are like I use that as an entry point. But then it, even describing it out loud, I'm like, God, I'm such a fucking hack. <laughs> like, yeah, but, but it works. It works here, and there's a different way story. I can do it. Yeah. It's also yeah. true. It's like yeah. based off your actual yeah, you story. Not You're not yeah. going way out of your way to talk about Jews in Germany. Yeah. You're just telling your life story, yeah, it's true. right? Yeah. So you're right. I'll keep. My I would it. stick with it. Keep doing it. If I were you. Thank you, Turner. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be, I might Come steal here. it. It's like you don't do. You don't so do anyway, me. You like my therapist. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, my turn. Comedy coach. Life coach. 
That'll be a hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for doing. We charge. We're the only uh, podcast that charges our guests to be on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You got money for that coffee? That no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So, but here, here's also what I think will happen: is like a year from now, or whenever you decide to go back to Germany, you'll find that you're I now. Like, I read into that. It's like whenever you fail here and go. No, back no, no. To no. I mean, I mean to visit because I've done the same thing. You'll find that you're now way better. Compared to when you, I left. was here for I was here for, for as a test run. I was here for four months, starting in January. Yeah, uh, last uh, January, and uh, even the four months that I was here, I came back. First of all, I wrote more than I would ever have written in four months when I was there. And when I got when I got back there, like like I didn't notice, but everyone was like, "Well, okay, like you should move there because at the very even though you're eating shit." Um, uh, it's somehow paying off in the way you're writing. I think there's two two things that you don't even have to be necessarily performing that much to happen. One why you, is your confidence goes up. I think everyone, when I see they're here for a little while and then they go to wherever, you come in with this brain that like, all right, well, I've been in New York, so this is not so big a deal. Fuck you, uh, Dusseldorf, you know? Yeah. Like, Berlin. I can handle Dusseldorf now. I've been in New York. And then the other is just by watching, for me, just by watching better comics. Like, I got better at comedy. The first two years we were out in China doing all the, running all these shows, like, and open mics and everything. I wasn't really doing that, uh, improving that much. And then we started flying people over from New York to headline, like Ari and other people like that. And we go out for a week and open for them around China. Yeah. And just seeing a better comedian than you on a nightly basis, you like, I've, I started to learn, like, just kind of how to do it. Yeah. You know? For sure. So just being in New York and being able to watch all these comics. Yeah, that's true. Helps a lot. Yeah. When you first got here, were you getting up every night? I got um, I got really lucky. So 10 days into getting here, I did a guest spot at the Greenwich Village Club. Yeah. And the guy who went up after me was the booker. He was a comedian, but also the booker at the Lantern. And that I, he saw me, and then he was like, come to the Lantern tomorrow. I went to the Lantern, and he's like, come, you want to host? He had me host two shows that night, and then he started giving me six shows a week at the Lantern, like right off the bat, but I was barking for two of them. So I had to stand outside for two of them, and then I could do those two plus four more a week. How, I mean, what, how, how long were you barking for? A year. Okay. I did that for a year, and then I said I would do it until... I was getting enough spots other places to where I didn't have to do. I felt like my schedule was fine if I was prepared to lose all six of those shows a week. I wasn't sure what deal they would make me Okay. once I told them I was going to stop barking, you know? Okay. And what happened is they just gradually took me down, down, down. And I do two shows a month now there, but I do shows all over town, so I don't really care. All right. Okay. You know? So I made that my goal is I want to get out of this barking thing, but what I have to do to do that is get like be able to fill because it was 24 spots a month or something like that. So I needed to be able to at fill this one that. club. At the one club, yeah. So yeah. it's kind of nuts. So I needed to be able to fill that at other clubs around town. Okay, so originally you, and then you've gotten to that point. Yeah. So after a year, I felt like I was basically at that point. All right. And so I told them I, I'm not going to bark here anymore. And then they're like, okay, you can do two a week, and now it's down to like two a month. But I don't, I don't show up there as much anymore. All right. Yeah. yeah. Oof, you got lucky then. I got pretty lucky. Yeah. yeah. But the other guys I came with, they did open mics for like three or four months. Joe and Gus, mm -hmm. Joe Schaefer, Gus Tate, and then. Friends of the pod. A friend of the pod. And then I they got into the Lantern. Um, I would go Lantern and The Pair as the two places to like hang out and try to get in at. Yeah. Those are the two points of entry for new people usually. Okay. And you're just trying you're just trying desperately to by the when I was here for the four months towards the end, I was like doing some spots at the pair. Yeah. But it was like 
like I didn't have to bark, but it was like, yeah, it starts at five, and uh, the show goes till six thirty, and then you kind of be out. I was like, wow, this is like afternoon. All right, I guess I'll hit up some mics after oh, but- I'm done with the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the point of that's all just to meet people, though. Yeah, I guess you do your seven minutes, and then you hang out and talk to everybody else. And yeah, that's kind of it. All right, sociable. so those are the two things I should hang out. And so you didn't have really have to do any mics. I did three, total. Total. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I got like, and they were like two minutes. I did two, one was two minutes at, at UCB. Everyone did two minutes. Oh, that was the big Thursday one at UCB. It was right? like in the middle. It was like three in the afternoon or something. Oh, oh no, and I literally not. followed a homeless lady. Uh, How was she? She, she killed. <laughs> she was just a crazy homeless lady because it was free. You didn't have to pay to do it or anything. That's you know? a great idea for homeless people. Go in and do an open mic. Ah, yeah, you get a roof get over your head for an hour. Especially in the winter. But she like get was spitting into the microphone. Oh, really? It was so real got, rough. Like, they did bring, they brought another mic up when she was done. <laughs> I'm picturing I didn't even have to ask for it. They just brought another mic. I mean, I find homeless people usually fascinating when they're talking. She was t- Be- she was yelling at everyone in the comics. audience to suck her dick. <laughs> she's already better than a lot of comics I've seen. Yeah. So that's great. <laughs> few that have been on here. I think she had an Auschwitz bit as well. I'm sure she did. Oh, she's, I'm, I'm putting on tour. Yeah. I'm putting on tour. Does she's she, going to love Dusseldorf. Did she, yeah. wait, did she talk about her therapist? Yeah. <laughs> <Did> she, <laughs> she did a great 30-second chunk on her therapist. Yeah. Oh, my God. She sounds awesome. That's uh, great, man. Cool. So, uh, where are you moving to? Because you're moving it. You said you're moving. Well, out I'm, of your I've place. moved. I mean, I told you I'm in full before the show started. I, I, um, I'm in full IKEA mode right now. Like, I built a so, bed yesterday. So you I came home though, and you were, you were you were you spent some time with your parents. Is that the? Yeah, I was there for uh, uh, 20 days. I fi- I found a place after uh, after a week. I found this place after a week, but then the moving date was until October 1st. So I was like, all right, I'll just stay with them. So what's it like when you've lived as an adult, not only like on your own, but in like a European? Major European city, and then you have to come home to New Jersey and live with your parents. For uh, it makes you feel like a massive fucking loser. That's exactly <laughs> what it does. It makes you feel like a massive loser. But you were there loser. for three weeks. Yeah, but still. It's I a mean, long. It's just. That's just like the, the adjustment in like living. It's just literally like, like, like. And, you know, my mom is old school. So if I'm there, it doesn't matter if I'm going to. It doesn't matter if I'm 50 or, you know, 18 or something. She's going to do my laundry without me asking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And while I'm out of the house, she's going to make my bed. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, she does this. Yeah, I could just she, she, Yeah. And, um. <laughs> uh, and then she's going to be like, what do you want for dinner? You know, I'm yeah. going to the grocery store. What do you want? I got you a black and white cookie. I know you like the black and white cookies. <laughs> and, like, and then towards the end, I'd be like, Mom, we're out of craisins. Yeah. We're out of craisins. Yeah, you get, like, used, okay, to get used to it. Yeah. You settle yeah, you in. used to having all these snacks. <laughs> yeah. Like, options. You didn't yeah. even choose. Mom, come put my Ikea bed together. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, uh, and then all of a sudden, it's like I'm on Facebook, and I see like my close friend that I went to music school with, like with his wife and kids, and I'm like, fuck <laughs> my life right now. I want to die. I want to die. It's just so sad that I'm here. And uh, it's just this feeling that you get, but like you become you, you become comfortable, and then it freaks you out. You know what I mean? It's like you start living like you're like 16. Yeah. Yeah. And then it freak. Except I was still driving into the city to do sets every night, but it's just you know it's just freaks you out. You know that you've been there for a long time. What were you doing during the day? Just hanging out in your hometown and just. You know, look for. I mean, just look for more work for here, and uh, you know, and basically, uh, you know. Sit in a nice, comfortable, lazy chair and watch, you know, TV while I kind of like you know, it look, is look for gigs. And honestly, like the here. first, it still is this way. But the first year for me in New York, it's a full time job just trying to get booked. I felt it's like you're. I was emailing, like going on Facebook, looking up bar shows, finding out who runs the shows, messaging those people. Like eighty 
I don't know. I think I had. Would you 80? say it's smarter just to is to show up at a show before you email the person, or like should I be doing that? Or email and then show up and be like, hey, I'm the guy who emailed you a couple days ago. All right. Smart. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely do that. I got those. That worked. I got booked on those a lot. All right. Or if you meet somebody. Same who's with dating. Just show up if they don't get back. And will to you. that lead to yeah. anything? Does that does that lead to anything getting booked, or is it just a part of getting up? It's a part of getting up. You're on a bar show somewhere. You might do it. No, people book you on bar shows like once every six months or so. So it's not like you're going to be there weekly just because they bring in a bunch of different people. Yeah. But it's also just a way to meet people, a way to see people see you do a set. And they're like, oh, he's pretty good. And then you can meet people and they might run a show that's somewhere thing, else. That's also the thing that's like kind of like worthless of mics is that you don't sit there and socialize or, you know, you're re- and also you're not really proving yourself to anybody. It's like that you don't suck, you know? What I mean? Yeah. It's like it's all... It's all a, kind of like a weird social thing. It's like just the complete. Well, you're at the. It's the very bottom, you know. Yeah. And then once you get on a show, when you do well at a show, then people are more willing to talk to you and like you know they drink with you afterwards, especially if it's the last show of the night. They don't have anywhere else to be. Yeah. And it's actually good to socialize, and that's where you kind of make friends at shows and not mics. Hundred percent. And then for audience, you means open mics. Just to... what's that? Mics means open mics. And right? uh, yeah. <laughs> not Mike Kaplan. Guys named Mike. <laughs> suck. And, open and then the microphone. what'll happen is then that way if you do enough of those bar shows, show up at them, try to get on, you get on, and then um, you'll meet people who then when you're at the lantern, you walk in the lantern by yourself a month later, you'll already know like three or four people in the room because you met them somewhere. Yeah, I mean, when yeah. I was here for four months, all a lot that. of people knew me. It's just you know? it just takes more time than you we wanted to. Especially when you're coming from a scene like I was or like you were. Yeah. Where you can just show up and like, yeah, go on stage. I hate that people are like, I'm coming from Chicago. And there's like a whole, there's like eight generations of Chicago people that are like, follow us. Already here. Yeah. Meanwhile. The, oh, dude. The worst of the NYU students. Ugh. They're like, they've been here since they were 18. Ugh, and they know everyone from college who's also at all doing all the shows. And they're all like improv douchebags. Mm. This is late in the pot, so we can go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jewish kids. They're. NYU. Uh, yeah, it's th- it's tough, but it but it's. Were you fun. doing that in, in, in Jersey? Any shows there? Any clubs? I did one show. Uh, I did one show in Jersey, and it was like, I'm surprised how bad the comedy gets once you cross that bridge. Right. Yeah. Okay. It is. It is just pure uh, uh, trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout I was, out. I can't believe what was killing there. It was just horrific. You know. Jersey comedy scene. Have you ever performed there? I've never performed in New Jersey. <laughs> For some reason, Atlantic I haven't. City. You've been to Atlantic Jersey. City, oh wait, Jersey yeah, Hacks. never mind. Atlantic, Atlantic City's City. in New I've Jersey. I've never been there. This was at this was just like like a local kind of like small like comedy club, and um, uh, I would say imagine it's like the like I like uh you know Rich Voss like I like his comedy, but imagine like the imagine like the worst version. There's guys of I've, that. There's guys I've seen who are like they're a cop by day. Yeah, this is them. And then they do stand up at night, but ninety percent of the stand up they do is for other cops right. at the like Christmas party. I would like that. I, I find cops almost as funny as homeless people, so I'd probably <laughs> <find cops. laughs> those are my two favorite demos. That'd be a killer show. Yeah. Combine cops and homeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Good good yeah. Pretty All right, good. dude. Well, welcome to New York City. I don't know yeah. if we missed anything. I can't think of I, I like this new character of you just giving advice. This is like, me. I'm now. I've like been the, the you you're for the, godfather the last two years. Yeah, yeah. I'm expat I return shit. scene. I got here yesterday. So yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's when we started this podcast. When I was about 20 days in. Yeah. So you can really? help. Okay. You know how IKEA. You know how to put your thing. together? No. Oh yeah, you just went to IKEA. <laughs> IKEA is the absolute worst. Um, I don't like. The, it takes two hours to get out of there. I don't know. I just can't handle it. This All reminds right. me. I gotta get to IKEA. By the way, just. 
because I, I, they have great free daycare. I've got two kids. You can leave your kid at an Ikea. All right, Cap, really? before you get to Ikea, let's get to the news. Okay. Play the music. News story of the week, Captain. This comes to us from Inside Edition. Is that the TV show? <laughs> Is that still on? I think they have a website now. So they're, probably, <laughs> they're going to yeah. They went pure web, but they're like old school now. Journalists in this day and age are considered like old news. They're like practically the New York Times. <laughs> Inside. Oh yeah, they're straight news. They're straight news. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Inside Edition. Well, standards have dropped if they're straight news, huh? <laughs> Joan London hosting yes. Inside <laughs> Edition. North Carolina Good Samaritan who saved 27 cats and dogs during Hurricane Florence is arrested for lack of permit. <laughs> Fantastic. Tammy Hedges opened an emergency sh- emergency shelter to house over two dozen pets rescued during Hurricane Florence. Now that Hedges has been charged and released on $10,000 bond. Jesus. Her supporters are asking the public to sign a, peti- a petition urging authorities to drop the charges. This is such an American story, I feel like, because it's like we, the hurricanes, we rescue, like the fact that there's a person who would do this, who'd spend their time like saving animals. Right? Yes. They wouldn't do that in China, right? Well, they'd rescue cats for a different reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then the fact that you need a permit to rescue, it's like both sides of it. It's like as American as it gets. So yeah, you're right. They, you, they don't just allow you to just you rescue, just rescue a pet. Actually, I will say this is sort of China because the Chinese government doesn't like it. For the longest time, you couldn't have uh, you couldn't have a uh, uh, like charities were not were either they were illegal or if they were legal they were highly regulated because the government looks at it as a slap in the face because oh. they're like you think you're gonna take care you communists ch- don't like charity. your church you think you're gonna take care of our people oh, we can take care of our people stay out of our business so they would also pr- probably make you get a permit if you want to rescue twenty so they cats. don't does the, yeah they don't want you to because they'd be ch- like we can rescue th- our own cats there's no like animal rescue co- like uh, charities I assume uh, like- there might be now but uh, <laughs> what's not gonna happen to the cats yeah what if they shut this down. Well, no, they're, the cats are fine, but I she's think, in the clink. Uh, yeah. But the dogs, I'm more concerned about but the I'm dogs. But I'm saying that you don't have a permit for this, so that means they eventually have right. to shut it down. Right. They don't if just arrest the you and keep Who's it running going. the thing? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they're in a halfway home or something. I mean. What about in Germany? What? How? How is the uh, red tape regulations, all that stuff? Did you know anyone who had businesses out there or anything? Uh, it is. Uh, um, I knew some people out of businesses. I know the people who own this comedy club and. Uh, you know, it, it it depends. It's normally a very big pain in the ass. And uh, there's actually a, uh, there is a, I don't know, what would you call an amt? Like uh, a bureau. Yeah. And there is something called the Ordnungsamt, which means the Order Bureau. And they do, they it's almost like they're genetic. They're like for everything. You know, they'll, they'll like gives you shit on the U-Bahn for something that you're not allowed supposed to eat on the U-Bahn. What's the U-Bahn? And they're also, uh, no, I'm sorry, the subway. The subway? The subway, yeah, I'm sorry. You're not allowed and, to eat on uh, the subway? Also, what? You sure you're not, they actually No, no, I'm just there? saying that. Actually, yeah. you can't eat on the subway, but it's like they'll give you, like they're just in charge of making sure that everything is in order. They just have carte blanche German, to yeah, walk around giving thing. detentions. Yeah, it's, it's like it's they're- like a dangerous precedent. They're kind of like-, like I almost <laughs> power. I almost See, like Kaplan, he's always wanting oh, yeah. it. I'm just getting nervous. I know where he's going at all times. And they just are like- A bunch of people A bunch of people were complaining about the noise at the at this club after the show, because we would go out, we'd be smoking cigarettes and talking loud, and we'd wake up neighbors and, you know, 
know. Right. And if it's after ten, you can call the you know the police. And uh, uh, but if you have a friend at the Ordnungsamt, oh, they can just the go and go in and be like, uh, this is not ha- like this is like they'll just throw Citizens red tape arrest? at you. Like they, what are they? Well, they'll throw red tape at you. They'll be like, uh, there needs to be a door here in this cellar for an escape route, and then that's a way for them to shut down. So it's like going to the mob the to like, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like the Yenta police almost. Like the Yenta yeah. police. Wait, can I tell you that happened at the Lantern, the Village Lantern in New York City? Um, got shut down. Like when I first got here, they got really popular about six months after I got here. Every show was slam packed for a couple months. And then out of nowhere, the fire department showed up and said they didn't have, they were putting too many people above the regulated amount of people they could in their basement comedy club. And so they shut. They had to shut that down. And the rumor was it was done by one of the other clubs in the neighborhood. Oh. And um, then now that's why they're upstairs. They have like a smaller room upstairs. It's definitely that's not. That's why good. it's not downstairs anymore. Yeah. yeah. So you got to bribe. And if you the notice, fire there's marshal. nothing. It's just wasted space downstairs. It's like an old comedy club that doesn't exist anymore. That's where I go to pee. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. gotta. You gotta know where to bribe. Who to bribe? That's key. Yeah. Well, they didn't figure that out yet. Talk to me. Next story. Comes to us from Riviera Maya News. One of my favorites. In Mexico. Shout out to Sam Gobi, big listener, who oh, sent us sent the story. Us a story. We love when listeners send us news. We love it. Taco Thief. This is from Mexico. Taco Thief threatens Playa del Carmen's stand owner with knife, but <laughs> owner has a machete. Oh, machete. It's like rocks, paper, scissors. The machete trumps the knife. Always, yes. Yeah, the incident occurred around 3 p.m. in Colonia. In the Colonia La Guadalupana. Taco thief. Yes. So he was stealing tacos. He, he ate a bunch of tacos, and then he didn't want to pay for them, so he figured if he just got out his knife, it'd be cheaper. Mm. And, and then, then the guy he, had a machete. And the guy had a machete and, and stabbed him. <laughs> so witnesses told police that the man had arrived at the stand, Pretty asked up. for tacos, and ate the tacos. The moment the stand owner turned his back, the man took out a knife, threatening him and demanding, oh, demanding money. So not only did he want his tacos free... Did he, he pay for the tacos first? Okay, the story makes the more sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's where they give him the tacos without paying. That's, that's However, the, the tacaro, I guess that's the word. Yeah, the taco. Taquero? T-A-Q-U-E-R-O? That's the name. That's Don't the, you have a house in Mexico? Don't you go down there all the time? You should know how to say these things. My parents spend time <laughs> down there. Taquero. However, the taquero surprised the abusive client when he whipped out a machete that was hidden in the cart, took a oh, swing. He took a swing at him, and then the taco thief was hit in the arm, fell to the ground, and was subdued by the taco mm. merchant. Yeah. You know what beats a bad guy with a knife? A good <laughs> yes, with a, a good taco yeah. with a knife. <laughs> That's why I say you don't start a knife fight in Mexico. Yeah. I've been saying that for years. You've been saying that. You've been right. I've yeah. been doing that for years with no problem. Also, the tacos are so yeah. cheap in Mexico. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> why? I mean, in New York, they pay. You go, you order tacos, and it's like three tacos. It's like $16. It doesn't even come with anything. I, you know, I want to take out a knife some of these places in New, New York, York City. New York City, I've been, I've been saying this for 104 episodes, New York City has the worst Mexican food on planet Earth. Yeah, and it's way better than it was 10 years ago. That's a Is shocking. it really? Yes. And it's so expensive. We didn't used to have the option to get three do- like $16 tacos at a place. Like that's, it's overpriced, but like at least we have them now. Yeah. So that's an improvement. But, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, Every it's place worth- that a New Yorker tells you, they're like, oh, go here. It's great. Mm-hmm. And then the salsa always has mangoes in it. Or They're like, like this isn't yeah. regular salsa. It's even better. Yeah, it has mangoes and uh, like fruit. You know what? Like, I'm in the mood for bad Mexican food after this. I'm podcast not in the York. mood. I'm gonna double down I'm gonna go, on my buffalo. I'm gonna get my yeah, no, I was just saying, out. you're complaining about the food. You just had 7-Eleven buffalo wings. <laughs> yeah. 
fantastic. Take me to prison. Do they have Mexican illegal. and German? Those is things it? were an unholy color, by the way. <laughs> I have to point out that is I not threw extra I, buffalo I sauce. It is not a color that exists in uh, nature. What's the uh, Mexican food restaurant scene in uh, Germany? So it's, they terrible. Don't yeah. it's terrible. It's <laughs> terrible. What do we think? Of, yeah, what the you only think? reason we have good Mexican food is we're on the border. Right, right. right you yeah. know, what's the best food besides? German food. Yeah, who's the border? Oh God, it's a it's a Turkish and Arab. Any Arabic yeah. food is amazing. Uh, there. I mean, it's that's basically the cuisine. There is not. It's not German food. It's uh, Arabic food. Get they a kebab, do, mate. That's why you oh, yeah, allow ke- people yeah, in you your get country. A, uh, get yeah, food. you get a Smart. you get great kebab, and like the hummus there is fucking unreal. It German is kebab so good. isn't that a thing like the German with the bread. Yeah, 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 but that's started by. It's all run by Turkish people, right? Of course, you know? yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, the hummus there is unreal. You get a good falafel in the morning, and it's that's the late night food. And uh, also, and uh, that you get when you're drunk at like three in the morning, and it's the best. It's the best. <laughs> Last <laughs> story. Still there. From the UK Metro. Ooh, the UK Metro. It's one of your favorites. One of mine, yes. We're going to England for this story. A students' union at the University of Manchester has replaced clapping <laughs> with jazz hands in a bid to prevent people suffering from anxiety or sensory issues. As a musician. The university passed a resolution banning the practice at their first meeting of the year. That would cause me more anxiety. Yes. Imagine, imagine the person that doesn't know that that's the rule, and they're yeah. just expecting a clap, and everyone's doing jazz hands. What is at you're us? right. Exactly. That would freak like me out. Hey, it's like what uh, I don't know. Bette Midler Wait, does. It's waving with it's like both waving. hands. Waving, waving with, with two hands. hands. Yes. I kind of like that. It's more fun. Like I hate clapping. <laughs> I never know when I'm supposed to clap. When people like everyone, it's like you really feel like a sheep when you're following people and you're you're late. I hate clapping when I'm at a sporting event. You know what I mean? Like, you're like at sporting events, they I'm tell really you, "Here's the worst thing at a sporting event: everybody clap your hands." Yeah, that's da, 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 thing. Da, but the da, thing da, is, da, you da, want you want a sound to let you know that you've done well. Imagine if you true. just got it. You finished like playing a piano concerto, and like da da bum bum bum. And, and everyone's just Nathan Laning it. Well, hey, <laughs> Birdcage! <laughs> but if you were at a, on a bat, like at a basketball, also, how do you game? know if you've done well or not? With, your, yeah. Without the sound, do you need something? Yeah. Well, can you, you imagine comedy without oh without, without laughing? I, I could take comedy without the clapping. I'm fine. I don't need applause. <laughs> I don't need. Jazz. Yay! I agree. The government yeah. is bad. Go you don't, fuck yourself. You don't like making easy political points? Is that what you're <laughs> no, it's the worst. Yeah. But the but can you imagine if you're in a sporting event and like it'd be really. Intimidating for a team if like the other fans were not like clapping, they were all going jazz hands. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be intimidating. (laughs) Jazz hands have never been intimidating. (laughs) I would get in their heads. Do you know what's worse than all this though? Have you seen people snapping now? Ooh, that's a whole thing that uh, is happening to also to get away from because clapping's too aggressive. Like it's a trigger. They're saying it. They've decided it causes students with anxiety or sensory issues. Have you not heard of this? No. Turn on Vice TV. Any event where they're in public and someone's talking about how great it's all—it's all like self-congratulatory. Um, really, when someone's making a real self-congratulatory, very obvious political point, like I think racism's bad, and then the whole like uh, Tulane University is snapping. Oh, like we cla- agree, oh, we because agree. Clapping's like because if you clap, it's too aggressive. Who gets it's triggered not- by clapping though? What do you mean too aggressive? <laughs> I'm just telling you this exists. Like don't have to clap. Welcome like back to America. What, what would that trigger? It's just people, uh, I don't know. I they, don't even know. <laughs> I don't know how to explain how stupid people issues. are. My dad used to slap my uh, mom a lot. Yeah. And, I did, and I'm just telling you it's true. He put her head between two hands. I'm not lying, am I, Kaplan? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm just hearing about this, so I'm just trying to wrap my head around what is offensive about it, but... 
Well, I'm disgusted by this world. It's too aggressive. It is aggressive. Clapping. It's not. I had I had a friend in college who was very aggressive when he clapped. That's what I'm thinking of. And it would it would it would trigger me a little bit. So so I it's you know. I don't know. It's kind of an homage to people, though. Like when you're like, they're, they're, when you're clapping really aggressively, you're like, an homage to an who? Homage is the wrong word, but it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's showing emotion. Whereas, like, if you clap tepidly, it's bad. So I don't know. That's oh, like a golf th- clap? Yeah. yeah like, or like the single clap? Like, eh? Okay. Yeah. Moving on. The sound of one hand. Cl- I don't. We'll have to come up with something else. We can't <laughs> use jazz hands. Let's come up with a, a new thing. That I don't like snapping. Snapping's the snapping's worst. Terrible. Jazz hands is actually worse. What if you clap your feet or stomp? What if you stomp your feet? I would be okay if they got rid of honking, horn honking, or at least limited the sound. How would you tell a girl you like them then? (laughs) (laughs) How would a cab driver? Let's bring back the whistle. Yeah. I mean, I can't whistle, so. (laughs) Or have you ever been to Central America where um, when they see a hot chick, when construction workers see a hot chick on the street, they go, is that that's different? Yeah, they like hiss. Yeah. I've been to that. And Let's bring that back. It's never worked for anybody, so I don't know why. Clearly it has, or else it wouldn't be doing <laughs> I don't think it works that way. Somehow right. they haven't. How'd you meet, how'd you meet Dad? <laughs> <laughs> he made this heinous whistling sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. He went to me, thought, oh. and then I knew he was the one. Yes. He honked, and I thought, oh. <laughs> that was less of a hiss and more of like a... Yeah, yeah, no, I've seen <laughs> them do that, too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. That's the podcast. Are we done? Yeah, you don't feel like a... Yeah. I'm done. No, what are you going to say? I'm not no, gonna when they do it in front of you, then it's like you're like, you don't even know what to, you have to make a sound then? It's just, it's very, I'm, be, I'm done with those. They should do jazz hands. You see a girl you like on the street, do jazz hands. <laughs> see if that works. See if that works. That's the podcast. Daniel, thank you for doing it. Thank you. Hey, and listen, this has been one hell of a 7-Eleven coffee, I got to say. You hear that, 7-Eleven? For your future sponsorship You hear of the that? Although we put you at the end of the pod, that's uh, well, you start paying us, we'll put you in the beginning. We started <laughs> yeah. off the podcast with this, exactly. Cap, that's all. What should we do? Let's get lost. Get lost. We're in a road movie to Berlin. Can't drive out the way we drove in. So sneak out this glass suburban. And we'll go We were once so close to heaven Peter came out and gave us medals Declaring us the nicest of the ten Time won't find So take the wheel and I will take the pedals.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.